I'm Dwight Bingham. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show, where we discuss all things social and criminal justice related, from the front end to the back end, and everything in between. You have a right to remain silent, because anything you say can and will be held against you. You have a right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be appointed for you. You're in the self-incrimination protection zone, where there is no cruel and unusual punishment, no illegal search and seizure. The exclusionary rule has you covered. So sit back, relax, and become sold on this week's episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show. I'm DeWitt Bingham, your host. Thank you for tuning in to the show that discusses all things social justice and criminal justice, where the goals are to inform you, the American citizen, of your constitutional rights, to provide educational and occupational guidance to high school and college students, and to be a voice for change. I'm excited about today's show because we have two more of my wonderful Heartland Community College students. As the Emerging Adult Speak Out continues. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to some and present to others, Mr. Brock Loftus and Mr. Declan McGinnis. <laughs> Welcome to the show, fellas. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having me. All right. Very good. Let's check it in. How's the semester going so far? Starting with you, Brock. It's going good. Uh... Yeah, I'm really, it's going good. Okay, all right. Declan, how's it going? It's been going good for me, too. Okay, so let me ask y'all, be honest. Are you guys having any problems with Mr. Bingham's madness on Canvas? No, I'm not. Declan? I'm not either. Okay, all right. I know it probably took a, I know it probably took a couple of days to get used to it. But eventually what you're saying is that y'all got used to it then, right? Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. Segment one. Segment one is for the educational occupational guidance of high school and college students. We accomplished this by having our guests introduce themselves. So if you would tell the audience where you were born and raised, what high school you attended, what you plan to major in, why you enrolled in the course and give us one career goal. Beginning with you, Declan. I was born and raised in Chicago and I went to Maine South High School. I'm still undecided on my major, and I enrolled in this class because I'm interested in the criminal justice system and want to learn more about it. And for a career goal, uh, right now, just get just finish up at Heartland and probably go on to a four-year school. Brock? Um, I'm from Ohio, Illinois. It's a little town. Uh, I went to high school in Ohio. I'm planning on majoring in criminal justice. So that's why I enrolled in the class. I took criminal justice at a vocational school last year at Whiteside Area Career Center in Sterling, Illinois. And it really sparked my interest. So that's what got me in here. And that's, uh, yeah. Awesome. Okay. You have to tell not just my audience, but you got to like, let me know where Ohio, Illinois is. Give me a, um, give me a landmark. We're like, let's see, you know where Dixon, Illinois is? I heard of it before, but we're like uh, I'm like probably like 20 minutes south of there. Okay, uh, you know what South Peru? Oh yeah, okay, of 39. Yeah, we're we're pretty close to there, like 25 minutes, like uh, 
Northwest. Okay. All right. And Declan, you said Maine South High School, right? Yes. Is that suburbs of Chicago? Yeah. Okay. And what area? North, um, east, south, or west? Uh, it's just uh, west of Chicago. It's kind of by O'Hare. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. You up there then. You up there and out there. Very good. All right. Let's move on to segment two, constitutional rights. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves, establish this constitution for the United States of America. That said, what is your favorite constitutional right? Beginning with you, Brock. Um, I would probably say the fifth or fourth. Okay. Any particular reason? Not really, no. I just understand those two the best, probably. Okay. The Fifth Amendment says that you have a right to remain silent, right? Yep. And anything that you say can, and it will be used against you if you tell the police officer or if you yep. tell the investigator, correct? And so yep. what the Fifth Amendment it does is it protects us against self-incrimination, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to ask you, before we go to you, Declan, to tell us what your favorite constitutional right is, I want to get not just your opinion, Brock, but I want to get Declan's opinion as well. The former president of the United States, we all know who that is, right? And he actually stated that everybody that pleased the fifth is guilty. He said only the mob actually pleased the fifth when he first became the president of the United States, right? <laughs> Until he was under investigation and he pleaded the fit over 400 times. So, so, so what you think about that, Brock? I don't know. It sounds like he might be guilty. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, Declan, what you think about that? Well, I haven't, I haven't really heard anything about what's going on with him, but. Oh, hold up, Declan. Hold up, man. Let me, let me challenge you a little bit about that. You haven't heard nothing. You 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 haven't heard nothing that's going on with the president, the former president of the United States. Uh, nothing about like the Fifth Amendment or anything like oh, that. Okay, I had to give you a hard time, my brother. Okay, all right. Okay, so what's your favorite constitutional right, Declan? Uh, I would have to go with the Sixth Amendment. Okay, and any particular reason why? Mainly because it grants everyone the right to a lawyer. No matter who you are, you get um, the right to a speedy trial and a lawyer, which is important. Absolutely. If you cannot afford one, one will be provided for you. Yes. So that helps a lot of indigent people, correct? You know, a lot of people would argue that justice takes place in the hallway and that you can actually get out of trouble if you have money and The good thing about the criminal justice system, the American criminal justice system, is that if we cannot afford an attorney, one will be provided for us. All right. Very good, fellas. The title of this episode is Indictment. What is an indictment? Beginning with you, Brock. Isn't it a criminal accusation that a person has committed a crime? Okay. All right. Declan, what do you say? Uh, Yeah, I think it's... um... 
like an official statement accusing or charging someone with a crime. Excellent, fellas. Yeah, it can be defined as a written legal document asserting probable cause that the defendant committed an offense. And so when we talk about an indictment, we are talking about an official document that has been returned by who? Um, I think that's a grand jury. Excellent. All right. Brother has been doing some studying. Okay, excellent. Yes. Uh, grand jury strictly assess if the evidence warrants trial proceedings. A grand jury in the United States is usually composed of 16 to 23 citizens. How does the grand jury come to its decision to indict or not to indict, Brock? Um, would they go based off of, like, facts and like, wouldn't they, uh, like, all come up with their own individual, like, opinion on it? Declan? Don't they look at the um, evidence provided, and then they all have to agree on whether they want to indict or not? Okay, close. The evidence is presented by the prosecutor. So when the prosecutor assembles the grand jury, once they assemble the grand jury and present the evidence, they actually determine if there is enough evidence to go forward with the defendant being charged. So in a sense, it's kind of like a, a trial, but the level of evidence is not as high. And you don't have to prove anything beyond a reasonable doubt. Probable cause is kind of like more likely than not that the defendant actually committed the offense. The reason why we have grand juries and indictments are handed down, we do that primarily for what type of offenses, do you know? When I say what type of offenses, I don't mean specific offenses, but I, I mean, do you think we do it for felonies or we do it for misdemeanors? Uh, I think it would be felonies. Yes, we do it for felonies. And the reason why we do it for felonies is so that the judge, not that judges would do this, but that judges or someone would not take the law in their hands and decide that we should prosecute somebody or we should go forward on our offense. So by having a grand jury, we have a multiple of individuals actually making a decision whether there is enough evidence that being probable cause, more likely than not, the level of proof is not as high as beyond a reasonable doubt. All right. The burden still is on the state at that point to have enough evidence for it to go forward. The degree or the level of proof is not as high. Okay. So grand juries are for felony cases and not for misdemeanor cases. No judge is present. The proceedings are led by a prosecutor, as I mentioned, and the defender has no right to present his case or in many instances to be informed of the proceedings at all. It's kind of alarming, but this president has been given some, some privileges that a lot of people like ourselves would not be given. All right. Uh, and so one of the things that you guys are going to find out is that in the criminal justice system, if you haven't already figured that out already, is you're going to figure out that we have a lot of discretion, which is a good thing. For example, I was a probation officer for 35 years when a person violated their probation, if it was a technical violation, like getting high, testing positive for smoking weed, I could actually give them what was called an administrative sanction. 
and didn't necessarily have to take them back to court. That type of discretion is a good thing. But if they committed a felony offense, I automatically had to take them back to court. There was no discretion there. Probable cause, again, is more likely than not, not beyond a reasonable doubt. We established on last week's podcast that justice is supposed to be blind. All right. No one is above the law. Those who think they are above the law must be prosecuted, including presidents and former presidents. On the previous episode, I discussed being above the law. And so I want to ask you guys a couple of questions along those lines. But let me actually preface it by this. Letitia James, the New York attorney general, filed a civil lawsuit against the entire Trump family for engaging in numerous acts of fraud. She stated there cannot be different rules for different people. What are your thoughts on that decision? Yeah, I I agree. If there's um, if there's reason to file um, a civil suit, then it should be allowed to uh, indict or sue a um, former president. Okay, Rock. I agree. Uh, I think that no one should be above the law. Okay, in the Mar-a-Lago case, where the ex president had top secret documents in his possession for over a year. Documents he claimed he could declassify by just thinking about declassifying them. Have you heard of that, Declan? Yeah. Okay. All right. Brock, have you heard of that? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Has something ever happened in your life whereby because you thought about it, it went away? Can you just get rid of something or, or do something by just thinking about it? Or does some action have to be formed behind it? I think action has to be behind it. Okay. Declan? Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I agree. All right. Excellent. A federal judge appointed by former President Trump showed him, this is the word I was looking for, preferential treatment, only to get slapped down by the federal appellate court. The appeals court rebuked Judge Cannon by saying she abused her discretion. That discretion that I was talking about earlier, whereby you actually can have options and uh, do things to kind of prevent court action. Well, the appellate court stated that she actually went above and beyond in her attempt to protect President Trump. Finally, in the Georgia election fraud case, where an attempt was made to overthrow the results of the last election, Georgia Fulton County head prosecutor Fannie Willis said If you commit a crime in my city, it is my job to hold you accountable, no matter what your race, status, or who you care to love. So she ain't playing. Now, I believe, is when people are going to be coming out of the woodwork because President Trump might be indicted. What do you guys think about that, Brock? I agree. Okay. Declan? Yeah, if there's uh, enough evidence to indict, then... Like, no one's above the law, so if there's evidence there, he should be indicted. Okay, awesome. All right, very good, fellas. Let's move on to segment three. Being a voice for change. As emerging adults who grew up in a predominantly white America, what say Brock and Declan about white supremacy and Black Lives Matter? Beginning with you, Declan. Yeah, I think white supremacy uh, definitely does exist, and Black Lives obviously do matter. Brock? I agree. What's your opinion on 
you guys are familiar with the insurrection of the United States Capitol, correct? Yes. I okay. Think so okay. All right. And you guys agreed that those individuals who were part of the insurrection being charged with a criminal offense was warranted. Brock? Yeah. Declan? Yeah, I think so too. Okay. All right. Very good. And finally, question that I ask everybody that comes on the podcast, what is it that you would like to see the Biden administration accomplish? Beginning with you, Brock. I would like to see a lot of things. I think there's a lot of issues going on. I think for criminal justice wise, I think I'd like to see um, them kind of change the narrative and like make policing like uh, not look so bad. Okay. That makes sense. All right. When you say not look so bad, are you saying Mm -hmm. that police have been made to look bad? I think so. Okay. All right. Declan? Um, One thing I want to see them do is uh, reduce inflation and gas prices. And make make your money go a little bit further when it comes to buying that gas, (laughs) huh, Declan? Yeah. Absolutely, my brother. All right. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. An indictment defined important constitutional rights and what can be done to make America a better place to live. Until next time, keep living your best life. God bless and Godspeed.